0: good yeah oh cool 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 yo what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of meeting of the minds this is episode three today i'm brought to you i'm bringing you guys another really special guest uh mr matt mcmillan uh from mcmillan agency matt please welcome yourself um everybody here
1: thanks for having me on i really appreciate
0: it looking forward to it Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, can we, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, what got you started in uh, the whole insurance game?
1: Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I uh, played college football after that, got into the car business, did that for about three years, did very well in that. And then uh, pretty much cars dried up with uh, Corona. Or pretty much from there on, there was no more supply. So just sitting around at the dealership, unfortunately yeah the uh, the car prices were very high, but there was very little cars to sell. so it didn't really make uh, too much of a difference to try to make a living. So I tried the uh, so I switched over, got my insurance license because I had a friend who was doing this. she was doing very well. I got my insurance license and um got into you know, simplified issue final expense in the beginning, just you know your typical burial policies. sorry that in the first couple months and then really started expanding. Um, getting into the advanced markets as well, which is, you know, the IULs, annuities, things along those lines started my own agency as well. The Macmillan agency, which is um, basically we operate in 17 States as of right now. So we are pretty national from East coast to West coast. And obviously we can add any license at any ga- given time for any state. So, you know, we can really work 50 States is just I haven't sold the policy in fifty states yet, so that's why I don't have fifty uh, licenses yet.
0: <laughs> that's coming soon. I'm, uh, I'm guessing soon. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, uh, why why did you choose life insurance out of every other, you know, hey, at that industry time, out there?
1: When people were dropping dead and everybody was hiding, and you know, death was at the forefront of everybody's mind, it just seemed like a no brainer for, you know, the entrepreneur that I am, and. I just thought, hey, you know, the supply chain issues are going to be with anything. So if I try to get into tech sales, there's going to be issues with that. If I try to get in any other type of sales, massive issues with that. Um, And like I said, I just had a friend who was doing very well. And at the time in my head, I was like, hey, we got a pandemic going on. People are dropping dead left and right. I'm sure death is on the forefront of everybody's mind now more than ever, and especially for the younger demographic. Because mm-hmm. there's more life insurance being sold in the last three years, especially to the lower, uh, the younger demographic than ever before.
0: Oh, wow. Um, so what, what ages is that like younger demographic? Is that like the 18 to 30 year olds that are buying well, yeah, up this life insurance?
1: 18, 18 to 40 are a little bit more resistant. Obviously they're like, Hey, I'm going to live forever. You know, death is nowhere near me. They don't, they never think about it. So that's why you always see, you know, the 20, 30 year olds who are always needing to go fund me things along those lines, because mm-hmm. And never say, hey, let me get some life insurance, even though it's the cheapest when you're the younger you are, the cheaper it is. So when you're in your 20s, I mean, you could get term life for you could get a couple hundred thousand dollar policy for you know 20, 30 bucks, as long as you're healthy and you don't have any health problems, anything along those lines. But that's why it's so important too, because it's all based on health. So let's just say in your late 20s, you start getting you, God forbid, something happens like cancer or heart problem or any. I mean, even diabetes is pretty serious in, in most insurance carriers. Uh, Especially if you have insulin dependency or anything like that. So just something as simple as diabetes Hmm. that you think is small really affects that your insurability.
0: Oh, wow. So it's, uh, it really just is maximizes your coverage as a human being just here on earth, you know, and that protection, um, basically for not just yourself, but for your family and your love and your loved ones <clears throat> excuse me of course
1: and it's it's different for everybody so everybody has their own need you know i'm saying life insurance is everybody has their own need you know so everybody i truly believe everybody should have some now does everybody need to, have, need to have a million dollar policy absolutely not some people just need to have enough you know to cover their debts and pay their funeral god forbid something would to happen to them that way you know their loved ones their children don't have to worry about coming up with the funds, because let's be real here, like 98% of America is living paycheck to paycheck. So most people on a dime can't drop 15 grand, 10 grand, even five grand for a cremation. So that's why you're always seeing these fish fries, these GoFundMes, all these different things that people are always raising money. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, they're great that the community is coming together for this. But, Mm -hmm. you know, for $20, 30 $40, what it costs for you to go to the liquor store or you to get cigarettes or for you to eat McDonald's yeah. each month, you could be having something put in place where you're actually leaving your family in a better position because most of the time people are getting, you know, a sizable policy. So we'll leave a, a nice chunk behind as legacy for a college fund or for a car for the child or something, you know, whatever's important to you.
0: Yeah. But yeah. so. So being in this industry for the time you have been, why do you think people kind of avoid getting life insurance in the first place?
1: They don't want to talk about death. And they think if they get life insurance that they're going to die soon, that that's the number one joke everybody makes. Oh, no, my wife's trying to kill me, I guess. Or I, do I got to start looking behind my, my back every day? She's getting life insurance on me. Like everybody just associates that with, oh, crap, I'm going to die soon. And especially oh, wow. the younger people are like, I I don't want to even think about that. Don't. Hey, man, why come on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely do have a point there. I mean, it's definitely a superstition that people definitely do carry with themselves. But um, But that's the
1: old school. That's the old school life insurance. So that's what the stigma everybody has. Now there's so many products that have come out in the last 20, 30 years, that it's not just old school life insurance where it pays out when you die, but there's a lot of living benefits and then a lot of tax strategies and things along those lines mm-hmm. that come into play for compounding your wealth and uh, preservation of wealth as well, which a lot of the wealthy really know and use to their, to them fully maximize, but you know, the working class doesn't even know these things exist.
0: Um, I'm glad you did mention, you know, asset protection, wealth preve- uh, prevention. Uh, so, can you go into a little bit of detail uh, regarding that? Yeah, what, so I like mean, how the how the wealthy kind of set up and structure uh, life insurance policies to benefit them and their family?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's not common, but you know, the smart and the people who really know what they're doing will set up a family trust. and then within that family trust, every person who's in that trust will, have a cash value life insurance policy. And that's the most important thing is it has to be a cash value life insurance, something that's compounding over time. It can't be just a stagnant term life policy or anything like that. It has to be cash value life insurance. Mm. Um, And each member of the family would then have that on them and there would set the beneficiary as the trust. Okay. And then from there, basically you have a family bank where as long as you have the policy on you and the beneficiary as the bank, you can take out policy loans from it. And when you have everybody's policies lumped together, basically in a trust, and there's now the trust money, and you're just a trustee, you can take out these policy loans. And then obviously you want to pay it back, If but you don't have to pay back. And when you don't, if you don't, then when you pass away, it's going to find its way back into the trust and then some. So the trust is always being refilled at that point. So that's how the really wealthy really create a family bank and it never dissipates and that's how mm-hmm. you're able to preserve the wealth going on.
0: Cuz with those loans, you, I'm assuming that you can take those loans and do whatever you want to with those loans like reinvest in real estate, invest in precious metals, go into crypto, go down, you know, different avenues of uh, basically just diversifying that loan.
1: Bingo, that's what they do. Of course, they're not going to go buy a Porsche and, you know, a yacht and they're going to go buy cash flowing passive income assets
0: hmm.
1: a lot of real estate go by you know instead of buying a house they're going to go buy um an apartment complex or they're going to go buy condo complex or you know things along those lines and that's how you can take that money and create even more money and yeah. then have it all go back and it's, uh, while that money is going to work for you it's still compounding in that account that is, is that's, the best part
0: that's i mean the compound effects uh what is it the eighth wonder of the world
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and the biggest thing is it takes time though most people were like hey i want one like let me let me look at that and i just want to hope it gets rich get rich overnight just like anything this is takes time Mm -hmm. compound interest takes a lot of time and it takes funding for years and years but gets powerful when you're on year 20 year 25 year 30 and especially that's why i'm saying it's so important if you start this when you're really young and most people don't even know about this. So that's why nowadays the younger demographic is really starting to adapt to this because they see, you know, down the road, their 401k probably might not be a thing. You know, the IRAs, they'll they'll be around, you know, they, you got precious metal IRAs now, crypto IRAs. So they might transform into different avenues, but the IRAs will always be around. But these government programs and things.
0: So like pensions. At- 401Ks.
1: Exactly. Who knows where where that will be 10, 15, 20 years now? Hmm. Could be, could be, could be there. But yeah. you know, there's a lot of other avenues that people are exploring. And especially with when you have a program where you can participate in market gains, you have a floor of zero. So God forbid them when the market tanks 20%, you don't lose a penny and you get your minimum guarantee. Okay. And at the same time, you can take out policy loans, which are completely tax-free. It's not taxable income, so it doesn't mess with your social security, anything like that. So it can create another income source for you, especially in your retirement years, that isn't taxable income. So what that means, so you're you'll have access to uh more of the social security programs, things along those lines if they still are around. Cause like I said, it's not income, it's yep. policy loan. Yep. <laughs>
0: I mean kind of keeping on track with like the, the future outlook of where the whole financial system is going. Um, where do you see insurance, you know, going down the that down the road?
1: Hey, I mean, I, I truly think just because like we said in the beginning, the all people are very leery, they never want to talk about death. So it's not gonna be something where, you know, everybody's just gonna be like, Oh, on their twenty first birthday, hey, let me go to this website to get my life insurance today, like it is to get, you know, get your license could sideways because he just turned 21 or whatever you know it's not that's never going to be a thing so i think there will always be agents but in the last couple of years i mean the industry has come light and day i mean it was really the last industry that was still completely face-to-face technology hasn't really became it wasn't really incorporated i mean i got into the industry 2020 hmm. 2021 something like, and uh i mean they were still faxing back paper applications like Electronic applications were not really a thing for most companies. A few companies had it, but you know they were just starting to quickly unroll it because of COVID and people didn't want to meet face to face anymore. So they had to. That's really what got the insurance industry moving very, very, very quickly. I mean, within like six months of me getting into the industry, almost every carrier then had an e-application, phone application. So like now I can literally do an application with a client all over the phone with the company. You know, and it's just a voice signature. So they adapted these voice signatures with everywhere. And then take it a step further. We just partner with this company called Ethos, which is a, a really new insurance tech company. Um, and basically you never have to meet with me. So obviously it's going to take me out of the equation, but it makes people it's reassurance for a lot of people who are a little bit skeptical, especially since we aren't meeting face to face now. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give out their information to some of these clients. So um, all through a website and it's a new way of underwriting and they're using algorithms and AI and things along those lines. And to be honest, I wouldn't be able to describe, explain exactly what they're doing. All I know is it's a new age way of underwriting is what they're doing. And it's uh, actually a startup from 2016 that came out of Stanford, like these kids in their dorm room, one of them wanted to get a, a IUL, but got scammed and got a term policy like not scam, but you know, he got, he he got in an index universal life, but he ended up getting just a plain term policy. So he's like, Hey, you know, I want to create something that's simple where everybody can just figure out what they want, go on and shop. So he literally got like, obviously he went to Stanford. So he knew the people got the engineers, got everybody and created this, uh, this company called ethos. And now, I mean, they advertise in Bloomberg now. I mean, they're really a a big, big deal. And they got a a lot of big partners now, a lot of um, big IMOs, are starting to to work with them. Oh wow! Really starting to catch a lot of wind because I mean, in five minutes you can literally get coverage, and it starts right there and then. As long as it takes the first payment, um, and as long as you're accepted, it doesn't go to underwriting. Right. I mean, but they have five, six, seven carriers within them. Mm-hmm. So it, you know they're just checking all the different uh, different uh, things, and then putting you with the best company through them. Wow, but. It's all through, it's all automated. Everything's automated. And it's real quick.
0: So what does that leave with like a partnership with you? Like, how does that partnership work?
1: So basically, I mean, it's kind of like an affiliate in a sense. So Hmm. when the the clients use my link, that's when I get my commission. And you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I follow up with them, obviously then at that point, and I'm always helping them through with questions and also, um, you know, be trying to put a little bit more purse personality into it, but in their in their eyes they don't really want that either though they they just want it all everything through them because that they offer that you know the they want the clients to call them and everything obviously they're my clients if they went through my thing i want to have more hands-on approach to it but Mm -hmm. them as a company i mean that's how they're they're really they're trying to take the brokers out of it in a sense Mm -hmm. and go straight to consumer and that's how there's a couple other companies that are doing that i mean i don't really know too much about the other ones because i'm not partnered with them Mm -hmm. um but I know a lot about ethos and they're doing a lot of great things. They really are.
0: Wow. Wow. That is uh, that's, that's crazy how everything is literally just moving towards automation. It's like, it's, it's so scary. It's like in the next five to 10, 15 years from now, this is not going to be the same exact world that we're living in right now at (laughs) all. It's not, we're going to wake up one day and we're going to be like, what the hell? Like we're in a, a cyberpunk like video game. Every
1: six months. It's like that. I mean, just look at the chat GPT and how quickly that's transforming week after week i mean it was revolutionary when it came out a couple months ago and people Mm -hmm. were blowing their minds but now week after week the new things that it's doing is just mind-blowing
0: it's it's revolutionizing the way of data at this point it's it's this is the age of data
1: but it's also taking the human out of things which is also scary at the same time
0: yeah like where does that leave us like where, (laughs) where does that leave everybody else you know in this world like
1: you better become an entrepreneur and start uh, building some businesses or something always because the normal work is going to be going away.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's gonna we're going to see that through all industries.
1: Just look all at every check you go into, anything like that. It's all automated. They have one or two workers in there. Pretty yep. soon, the, those will be robots. You go into the food stores. Everything's all getting automated there. I mean, you have these Amazon stores now, no workers. Basically, you walk in and you're, as long as you have the app, Yep. You pick up whatever you want, you walk out and know exactly. And that's the way they're going with algorithms and crypto because that's going to take down the crime, take down not the ability to steal because you won't be able to steal at that point because they're going to know exactly who you are through facial recognition or through you know sensors on your phone or something. And they're going to know exactly who you are and they're going to take the money right out of your account. As yep. scary as that is, unfortunately it is. I mean, it's happening in China right now. They have that app WeChat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything happens through WeChat. Yep. And you you know you jaywalk in the street. They they didn't like that. You know they go and take the money out of your bank account.
0: It's a it's a scary <laughs> scary world we're living in. And I hope everybody out there is preparing for uh, these these times that we're living through. Um, but anyways, to get back onto topic, I did want to discuss uh, annuities with you. Yeah. Do you do you care to just explain annuities, you know, for just people that are like just coming on, you know, um, if they're like, you know, in their 20s, early 20s? Late so 20s.
1: annuities for a very select client. Now, annuities is not for everybody. It's not for, you know, and it's I would really say it's not for the younger demographic unless for a very select few, you know, somebody who just won the lottery, somebody, you know, young athletes who come into lots of money. And if, if you come into a large sum of money, then annuities might be a, a right play for you. Hmm. But at the same time, you got to sit down and talk to a licensed um, broker and go over the different options and see what is right with you. Because with annuities, there's some called suitability guidelines. So you have to be suitable for the for the annuity. Um, you know, every state has these regulations now. So annuities are very, very heavily regulated, but there's a lot of benefits to them. And especially for the, for the later years, um, you know uh, especially in the later years, you have guaranteed income for life. So basically you can take your 401k, you can take your IRA, you can take those things where it's very volatile, um, especially towards the latter end of your years once you've been contributing uh, contributing to it for a few years and you know you're, you begin the match with your employer things along those lines and you're you're thinking of retiring soon that's when people really start thinking about annuities where you can do a 1035 exchange, take those funds, put it into an annuity somewhere where it's going to be a lot more safe. Annuities are for preservations of funds, preservation of capital, and then also making sure that it's dispersed over time. And then you're not going to run out of money. Okay. And it it does compound it does gain it's the same kind of like thing with the uh, index universal life where it's fixed. There's a floor zero. It it does compound. You are gaining money on your money, but it's nothing extravagant. It's more for the uh, preservation of your capital. And then um, from there, you can set um, for guaranteed withdrawals each year. So you can have guaranteed income for life, no matter how long you live. Now with annuities though, it's something that's got to be added as an addition to all your other retirement strategies. This is more for the guaranteed income side. This is not the investment where, you know, you're going to make all your money for your later years in this. This is something like you keep saying for preservation. Mm -hmm. And this is more for the guaranteed income for life. Hmm. So this is something so you know that through your 60s, 70s, 80s, when you're not going to be working, you're not going to have as much income coming in. You're going to have money year in, year out contracted by the insurance carrier that no matter what you're getting that during the great depression they paid out their annuities the annuities have been around <laughs> forever <laughs> so i mean life insurance dates back to the roman or the days of the roman empire
0: that is that's crazy annuities. that's wild yeah
1: so i mean wow um but i, w- I wouldn't say annuities like i keep saying annuities are it's not an investment it's for the older demographic and it's for preservation of wealth Mm-hmm. and it's for a guaranteed income it's that's really where that, that's the slice that it fits into index universal life would be more for the the compounding gaining of retirement funds but that like same thing takes time takes a lot of time it's not something that's going to be a five-year five-year fix you got to be setting this up 20 30 35 40 years
0: yeah you got to have that uh futuristic mindset of just like making sure you know hey i I'm going to be okay, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, 60 years from now. Um but exactly. like...
1: funny funny quote for you. So Bunny uh bunny, Babe Ruth. So he mm. put all every dollar that he made in the major leagues, he put that into an annuity. Okay? And during the Great Depression when all the athletes were broke, they were on breadlines. Um they didn't have anything. Babe Ruth was living good. He had his money coming in. He was getting 17,500 every year, which is roughly nowadays about 300,000 a year. So during the great depression when everybody couldn't even, you know, get food, he he was
0: living good. He was was chilling
1: on, I mean, I'm sure the times were not great, but you know, money wise, he didn't have too many issues. So.
0: Wow. The great Bambino. (laughs) What a guy um that's 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 a crazy that's like a crazy little fact that you you just said i mean i i grew up a yankee fan so i mean i i literally saw all the legends babe Ruth, Lou garrett you know all the way to jeter and then here we are in present day where we have you know our new captain now and that's what the smart athletes
1: do though the smart athletes put their money in annuities Mm. and they're they're the smaller demographic that's for the younger class that should be putting their money in annuities that way they don't blow it all mm-hmm. you, know, they, you know they don't go spending on crazy stuff and you know when you make millions and millions of dollars because an annuity is a one-time lump sum an annuity is not like a month after month after month payment mm-hmm. it's a one-time exchange of funds so that's why you either have to have a large lump sum or i mean you could get it you could start an annuity as a minimum of ten thousand dollars but you know a ten thousand dollar annuity is not gonna do anything yeah much. Do,
0: do much for you, you know. <laughs>
1: Or to get the, the most out of what it's supposed to be doing, you know, a couple hundred thousand to a million, million plus. And that's, but from there you can do, like I keep saying, 1035 exchange, which is basically an exchange of funds out of um, any other investment. So your money market accounts, out of your mutual funds, out of your 401k, out of your IRA. And it's just exchanging those funds from there. I'm putting it into annuity for the one time. Mm. lump sum and then from there that's how it starts and there's also another type of annuity that's called a um, multi-year guaranteed annuity that's where it's a little bit higher rate of return Um, those are people who for those are more for the older demographic who love cds so you know how cds will give you two to three percent roughly Mm -hmm. is it but those are there's a lot more tax consequences with CDs hmm. with these multi-year guaranteed annuities, it would be for you know one year, two year, three year, four year, five year lockup. And you get that guaranteed rate of return for those first for those uh you know for one, two, three, four, five years, however long you go along with that. So you know you can, and right now the going rate, I mean I've seen it's high right now, they're the highest they've been in a long time, obviously, because everything's going on in the economy. Right now, some of the uh, multi-year guaranteed annuities are five and a quarter, you know, almost six percent, which is pretty good, wow. <laughs> especially if you have a, a large a large sum. Oh
0: yeah,
1: it beats, it beats uh, CDs all day, and everybody lo- praises CDs for for how uh, safe and as so a safe alternative. But but the tax consequence, uh, the tax, the tax defer growth, and all those with the annuities, the the tax code. A lot better for the annuities than the CD.
0: Mm. Okay, wow, that's uh. Thank you for all that information, all that all that <laughs> wisdom and knowledge. Um, but getting back to you know uh, this younger younger demographic, just because just because I'm just trying to target this audience. Um, what life insurance policies would you recommend for like that 18 to like 30, like well, in that? All depends
1: on goals. It mm. all depends on goals. But if okay. you're thinking learn long term you know you want to have your money work for you but at the same token, you don't want to lose it in the market so you want to be able, you want to capitalize when the when the indexes go up because the index universal life is tied to an index so like the S&P let's just say the S&P 500 is the most common one that it's linked to so when that's going up you're you're participating in the gains now you're not going to get all the gains because on the flip side when it starts tanking you're not going to lose a penny so, for them to have a, a cap of zero, they're not going to give you every single gain that goes in the market. But, you know, I'm saying when it goes up 14 and you're again 11, but you don't see any losses, you know, that's that makes sense all day. And when you look at it on a chart, when you take somebody who has a mark, uh, let's just say a 401k, where, you know, it goes up and down, depending on the market, obviously you can take losses in a 401k with the, um, with the IUL. What as it starts going up, it's never going to start pivoted. It might go stagnant a little bit, but it will never go down. And then it's always gonna it's always gonna be on a trajectory upwards. Mm. You know, and then that's when the money starts really compounding over time for you because you're never gonna see any loss. And then you can structure it. So let's just say you start this when you're 18 years old, you can pay into it for 30 years, okay, and then stop the payment 30 years later. And then for pretty much for the rest of your life, you can have um, policy loans coming out of there. So you can set it up for a withdrawal every year for a set amount. And as long as it's structured correctly, and I can't stress that enough, these things have to be structured correctly hmm. because there are so many people out there who will talk about index universal life, IULs, this, that, and the third, but they're just doing it because there's a big paycheck to come from these but it's if you structure it the wrong way, there's a big paycheck to come from these. Mm. Okay, because, and the, how you will know if your broker set it up correctly or not is if you're looking for the max cash accumulation, you have to have the minimum minimum death benefit. Always the cost of insurance is going to be too high and you're not going to be able to get that policy really moving for you um, because you're, it's going to be weighed down with the cost of insurance from carrying way too much death benefit. So and there has to be a minimum death benefit for it to be considered um not a MEC, a modified endowment contract, which is basically IRS lingo. Um, so basically it has to have a certain uh, uh minimum death benefit for it to have these tax advantages, but outside of that, that's we we you want to have that ride that minimum right there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that way, the policy will really have the full ability to compound mm-hmm. with the funding that you're doing for the full 30 years. So, I mean, here, I have an illustration I can show you if you want to see that way visually you can see.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll bring that right up. Uh, give me one second.
1: It's a lot easier to see it. So the what I have is actually for a 26-year-old this is a client. Um, now he was putting in fifteen hundred dollars every month. Okay, so it worked out to be eighteen thousand a year. He was contributing to this. Okay, so for like I said, for the first ten years, not too much to be wild about, except God forbid if he were to pass away his beneficiary would be getting, you know, a nice sized death benefit. Okay. But as we keep going now, first, before I get too too far, these three things, you might be thinking, what are these three columns? So guaranteed assumptions is basically guaranteed no matter what, if the a nuke goes off and, you know, the financial markets, everything just dissipates. This is your guaranteed rate by of contract. The middle one is going to be um, on the lower end of the last 20 years, okay? And then this is the average of the last 20, 30 years of the S&P and the Barclays. And it's tied to an index, okay? So historically, roughly, it's been getting about 7%. So that's why we're, we're looking over here. So like I was saying, we're going, let's just get to age 56. We've paid into the policy for 30 years now at this point. The policy we've paid in five hundred forty thousand, okay. But over here we have one point seven million at our disposal. You could take loans against us. So say you want to go buy go buy a house, a rental property, start cash flowing some some income for you. You can go buy a five hundred thousand dollar house, take a policy loan so you don't have to pay any taxes on that, okay then you're gonna have 1, or 1.2 million still left, but then it's gonna keep compounding. <laughs> and the best part is right here on year 33, the way that this one was structured is, he's gonna start taking, no, right at year 30, 30 actually. So he's gonna start taking $166,000 every year for the rest of his life. And the policy is still compounding. So the available balance in the policy is going to keep going up as he's still taking one hundred sixty-six thousand dollars out every year. So wow. look how powerful this is at age wow. sixty-seven. You know he's still he's not he hasn't paid a dollar more into it than five hundred forty thousand, and he has one hundred sixty-six thousand coming out every year for the rest of his life. And at age sixty-seven, he has three point six million dollars available to him, where he can go buy. You know, real estate, you can go buy other businesses, you can go use that money, you know, to get even more cash flow coming in for him. And um, where this really gets powerful is when you got, like we were talking earlier with the trusts, hmm. is when you have families who have, you know, four or five members in their family set this up. Okay. And it's all set into the trust. So now you got four or five of these all put into the trust and you can take out the policy loans from all of them. So instead of looking at six to 11 million, you have access to, you know, we can be talking 40, 50, 60 million dollars. You have access to completely tax-free through the policy loans. It's kind of just think of it as a cash out refinance. Mm. When you you have a house, you know, you you can take the (laughs) cash out refinance and then when you go to sell it, you know it's just take it off the top there and you don't know, pay tax on that same type of thing with this wow. exactly how it works with that with the policy loans that because is... at the end of the day if you don't go ahead and pay that back it just comes out of the death benefit when you die so <laughs> that is powerful um <laughs> jeez and this goes to 120 so let's just say the technology is getting better and better you know medical longevity is getting better and better people are living longer and longer Hmm. Let's just say you live to oh, 105. Hmm. You got $36 million sitting in here at your disposal. Jeez. And then if you were to pass away, obviously the death benefit, <laughs> 2 million over here, but you got 36 million in, in uh, cash, cash Jeez. value. Jeez. And let's just say somehow you're able to make it to 116. You got 72 million. So just look how that's the power of compound interest from year 107 to year 116. It almost doubled. That's forty insane. million just in a in the seven
0: eight year increment. That is wild. But that
1: just shows you that it takes time, and that's year eighty of the policy, obviously, because this is somebody who started at twenty five. But you could start these when ch- you know, on children. So imagine some like this started on a child. Yeah, and they have their whole life. To have this grow and accumulate and i mean you could you could pay it into it the whole life so we i mean you could structure this as well so there's no you don't stop at year 30 and you can pay into it and still keep the get the withdrawals as well but most people at that point you know the compound the compounding is going to take over for you at that point so why not fund it for 20 25 30 years mm-hmm. and then just sit back on the on the withdrawals and then you got the policy balance
0: wow wow
1: that's that's what most people are really starting to to get into and especially in the younger demographic because they realize how powerful this is and what it can do for the future down the road but i can't stress that enough this is a long-term play this is not something that's a two five ten year play this is something 15 20 30 40 50 years that's when you're really reaping the benefits and this is something that you know, will be passed down as well because, especially if you set it up, everything's set up correctly, and you go ahead, you set up the trust. You have your children, you have, you know, your <laughs> your brothers, sisters, whatever. You have one massive family trust. That's really when it can start getting powerful, and you really are creating generational wealth without really, you know, creating the Amazons or the Apples or the the Microsofts but you know working really hard creating a decent amount of money and then having that money work for you where you're preserving it you're not accruing any losses but you're also gaining with the with the with the market
0: wow that is uh that's a very powerful tool to have and um that kind of leads me into the point of uh you know IRAs um what are your thoughts of IRAs and you know do you think there's a one that's better than the other when it comes to life insurance or uh IULs?
1: No. So, I mean, in terms of an IRA, I, w- I would say if people should, especially right now, people should fully max fund their, their 401k, especially if their employees are matching, fully do that. If you got an R, especially look into the IRAs, fully max out your IRAs. Because even that, you know, there there's a cap on that. So you can't really go bananas on funding your IRA. Mm. And then from there, that's when I really start looking at the IUL as well. Mm. But you want to really make sure that you have everything put together. It's not just one or the other. It's a mix of everything. And, then, and you really want to create a big, a big package that way. And then obviously down the line too, then you add in an annuity for the guaranteed income. So then you just have so many different ways that you can't go wrong. Hmm. and and the biggest thing especially down the road uh, you got to worry about is in retirement the biggest worries in retirement are running out of money taxes those are the two biggest the two biggest worries and you, you can really take care of that if you structure your retirement the right way starting when you're young because hmm. like anything anything the right way takes a lot of time
0: exactly
1: and when you have time and you have compound interest on your side plus all your other things. So of course, have your, your 401k, your IRA, have, you know, your stocks, your bonds, you know, be fully diverse, precious metals. I mean, I love gold, silver, things along those lines. Hell There's yeah. a lot of cool IRAs out there where, you know, the precious metal IRAs. Um, then you also have now crypto IRAs coming out. So, I mean, everything's expanding, everything's really moving very quickly pretty soon. Who knows where, where this world is going to be, but, um, Yeah. I mean, you got to have everything. Everything plays its part Mm. and everything works together. Mm. Nothing's better than, nothing's better than the other, but, you know, you just got to, it's all about each person too. You know I'm saying? What's best for me is not what's best for you and what's not best for, you know, your best friend, John, everybody, it's all based on their strategy, what they're trying to accomplish their goals. And so as, and, (laughs)
0: that's basically it yeah no i mean thank you thank you for that um i mean I, i feel like i got a pretty good understanding i mean uh at the end of the day just be diversified as much as you can be um and that means always continue to learn about every single aspect of life and that that goes with you know investing within yourself and investing in you know learning of actually how you know our tax code does work and you know certain areas where you can get you know into little tax loops and save yourself you know a few dollars and this right here is is crazy i mean it's the power of compound effect mixed with the ability to take out loans um you know 30 years 30 35 40 years from now um tax free loans, which is crazy with, with that money, you could literally just go into any investment you want to Uh, real estate probably be, you don't have to have the credit.
1: You don't have to have, none of that depends on that. This is just based on what you, what you've been building.
0: Literally what you put in every month and that compound effect taking playing a role.
1: But there is a caveat here. You do have to qualify for these programs Not Mm -hmm. everybody can get this. This is not something where you just call, Hey, Matt, I want to get that and let's get, let's get rolling. Like you have to be healthy. There's a lot of different qualifications. There's suitability with this as well. Just like okay. annuities, not as much, but there are suitability guidelines as well. Cause obviously you're not trying to lock up all your liquid capital, what you have. Cause obviously we need you to pay for food, groceries, be able to pay your light bill. You kind of got to live on those know, lines. So, I mean, this has to be more excess cash for you. This can't be, you know, mm-hmm. pay all your bills and, everything else goes to this like hmm. there has to be balance and everything like i said has to be structured mm-hmm. correctly for mm-hmm. this to all to work and make sense the right way
0: so with structuring that then so you would recommend going into a trust first before you even think about opening up life insurance yeah. or i would i would say that's not for
1: everybody right away you know okay. what i'm saying I, if you're deciding hey do i do i have like you know what i'm saying i have to wait till i get the trust to open up this policy i would say hey don't do that mm-hmm. definitely don't do that you know yeah. try, definitely you want you want the compound interest getting as many years as possible on your in your favor you know what i'm saying but if you already have that established and everything set up then yeah of course go get another one get everything incorporated in there but by all means get its get the if you can get approved for this you can you're in the right position for this. This is the right vehicle for you. Hmm. I can't stress it enough. Start it as early as possible. And especially if you have children, get it on your children. The only caveat with the children is you, the adult, the policy owner has to have double of the coverage of whatever the child will have. That's just the legality. So God forbid, you know, um, you were to pass away as the parent and they, the, you didn't have any coverage. You wouldn't leave the kid pretty much sol because they're you know a seven year old's not going to be able to pay the premiums on the policy. So, don't no. <laughs> Just Please. to make sure that that seven money's not wasted don't... and things along those lines.
0: Damn! Wow! Wow! That's uh, that's wild. So, so that's another
1: thing you got to make sure that the owner can qualify, like it, for the children. You got to make sure the the parent can also qualify for it for the child to be able to have it. Yeah.
0: And or somebody, or
1: somebody with insurable interest. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Insurable interest. That's important. Okay. That that's the that's the legal terms for somebody who can get a policy on somebody else. Okay. Like you can't just go get random policies on you know random strangers, things like that. You have to have insurable interest.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Like a mother and a daughter, like you know, a boyfriend girlfriend, you know, brother sister. You know, somebody your friend, but your friend who has financial
0: obligations for you. That's things along those lines, you know. Okay. I understand. Damn. Damn. Um, so my next question for you, um, after all this great information, um, where does it where does that leave, you know, you and Mac Milton agency, you know, for the future? Yeah, I just want to keep
1: building this, keep growing. I mean, I love it because I'm able to work coast to coast. I mean, we can work in Hawaii, Alaska. We can travel wherever, boots on the ground, if we want. But I mean, I we are pretty much a totally virtual agency. Um, everything's pretty much done over the phone mm. right now. It's I have a few agents, um, especially my sister, but it's, it's it's really fun. I mean, I love it. If this this is something that appeals to you, and you're thinking about, hey, maybe I should take a look at getting into the insurance industry. I'd love to uh, teach you it, show you it. Um. So we're always looking to hire new brokers, but I mean, it's 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 a hard industry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's not something that's easy. Don't come into insurance thinking that you're gonna make a lot of money and it's gonna be like your nine to five where it's clocking in, clocking out. I mean, you got to become the owner of the business. You got to become the, you know, the manager. You got to create your own schedule. You got to cre- There is a lot to it, but if you're willing to take on that challenge, I mean, there's no more rewarding industry, I think, than financial services as a whole, because you're uncapped. You can make as as much money as humanly possible, especially in the insurance industry. You're actually making a difference in people's lives. I mean, I've had a few death claims already. So, you know, I've had people's loved ones call me crying, saying, Matt, Matt, like, how do I get this money? Like, I want to get my, you know, start the funeral services for, you know, my mom like, how do I get this money? Because, you know, I got $20 in my checking account right now. I need 15000 to be able to, you know, go to get the casket, go to get the plot, get all of this stuff going. And lucky most of these carriers pay 24, 48, 72 hours after getting notice of death, which is amazing because they're able to get these the funds quickly. So wow. it really, you're, you are making a difference. So unlike the car industry where, you know, everybody, car salesmen had a bad stigma. So no matter how nice I was, no matter how much I went out of my way for the client, no matter what I did, I was still the scummy salesman that was selling cars with this, you know, there's a lot more to it and you're actually making a difference in people's lives. And especially with so much of this, people don't know, um, especially with the new age life insurance, with the index universal lights, with annuities, things along those lines, being able to educate them with more financial literacy, which is missing completely in this in this world right now. I mean, it's absolutely insane that most people don't even have the basics of financial literacy, much much less know about life insurance, the different tax, tax uh vehicles that are out there for you to minimize your tax burdens each year. Things along those lines.
0: Yeah. I mean and of cool. course trust. Yeah. <laughs> and all yeah, that. of course at the end of the day you gotta uh, trust um but yeah no dude it's it's crazy you know where where we are in society where where there's such a gap between knowledge when it does come to how to actually build wealth and get to another level when it does come to you know how to pre- like preserve like what you actually have because most people are again like you were saying living paycheck to paycheck and they have most of their money in their bank accounts
1: Preservation is key because you can make a lot of money, but if you can't preserve it, it doesn't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. if you're making five million every year, but every year you got six million go out, you're you're broker than most people who are on welfare right now.
0: <laughs> you know, what I'm saying yeah. so. Like
1: it's all about assets. It's all about passive income. It's all about creating different income sources and not having all your eggs tied up in one basket. Just diversify diversifying into all these different things that are available for you.
0: Yep, yeah. and continue to learn every single day
1: exactly exactly
0: got to learn something new every single day um gotcha. but yeah did you want to uh wrap up with saying you know uh any links where you they could find you at um
1: yes yeah, so on my i mean you can find me pretty much everywhere the real matt mcmillan 77 um that's instagram youtube tiktok the Macmillan agency. I have all my business handles as
0: well. I mean, you'll find me, I'm, I'm out there. Yeah, no, they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to be down in the link uh, below. <laughs> so you, I'll have them all there. Don't worry about it. My
1: uh, website's uh, www.themacmillanagency.com. And then on any of my social media, um, you'll have my link tree, which basically has all my different links for everything. So
0: cool. Cool, cool. Well, Matt, I thank you for coming on tonight. Um, it was an honor, you know, listening to you and gaining a a new perspective when it does come to life insurance and annuities and and this powerful uh powerful subject of compound interest and the role that it can really play in the younger you are when you do, you know, want to hop into something that you know you're looking down the road for your for your, the rest of your life, not just you know yourself, but your loved ones, your family, your friends. Um, so thank you. Um, I'm sure my audience is going to thank you as well for giving them, you know, your, your, your two cents of everything, um, all your knowledge, all your wisdom. Um, but yeah. Hey, if anybody
1: wants an illustration, if they want to see if this is actually right for them, because like I said, this isn't for everybody certain, you know, it has to, you have to fit the structure for this. Um, but if, if this is something that you want to look into, see if it's something that you could pursue. Um, Definitely reach out to me because I'd love to write up an illustration specifically for you so you can see the estimates on, so, you know, and I want to leave you with this too. This is all projective. This is all estimate. This is not guaranteed. Nothing like this is guaranteed, but it's all based off historical data, you know, historically rate of returns roughly around 70%. So that's where we were getting that number from. And obviously in the middle column, we had the, the modest, which is 4%, which it's never really came back like that. Most of the time, it's anywhere between six to eight. But just got to leave it with that caveat that it is not guaranteed. And I'm not guaranteeing you that you're going to get that return. And I'm not a financial advisor, licensed insurance broker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Matt, with with that, uh, I appreciate everybody listening in tonight. And again, thank you, Matt, uh, for your time. Uh, And I will see you guys on the next podcast. Thank you.